The Economist, Science and Technology, How Cement May Yet Helps Low Global Warming. The romance perfects concrete and their legacy still stands in the form of the magnificent roof of the Pantheon, the world's largest Air Force concrete dome, since it was completed in around 125 AD by the Emperor Hadrian and awful lot more concrete has been poured, some 30 billion tons every year at the moment to put up buildings, roads, bridges, dams and other structures. The degree stuff has become the most widely used construction material on the planet, and demand is growing. This is bad news for global warming. The problem is that concrete's crucial ingredient, cement, which is mixed with sand, rubble and water to make the stuff, is responsible for a huge amount of greenhouse gas emissions. Taking its various stage of production, the 5 billion tons of cement produced each year account for 8% of the world's anthropogenic CO2 emissions. If the cement industry were a country, it would be the third largest emitter in the world after China and America. So far, concrete has few practical alternatives, the development of cross-laminated engineered timber, which being produced from wood can be a renewable source, is gaining interest, even for some high-rise buildings, but compared with concrete, engineered timber remains for now a novelty. Concrete's biggest users, especially in China, which makes more than half of the world's cement, are not about to stop employing it, hence cleaning up the industry might seem a hopeless task, but it isn't. Four technologies are being developed to make a concrete engineer green enough perhaps for it to go from adding CO2 to the atmosphere to subtracting it. The place to start is where emissions are greatest. Cement production begins with the quarrying of limestone, the main component of which is calcium carbonate. This is mixed with clay and placed through a rotating kiln at more than 100-1400 in a process called calcination, the high drive of the carbon and part of the oxygen, which com combine to form CO2. The remaining lamps, called clinker, are made of molecular complexes of calcium oxide and silica, known collectively as calcium silicates. The clinker then cools and melts into cement. More than half the emissions involved in cement make a consequence of calcination, and most of the rest result from burning coal and other fossil fuels to power this process. All told, nearly one ton of CO2 is released for every ton of free cement. Hot stuff. The inevitability of calcination's creation of CO2 may capturing the gas before it can enter the atmosphere and storing it away, the most effective approach to decarbonize the cement industry. According to a study by Paul Fennell of Imperial College London and his college, and his college published earlier this year in Jewel, the captured CO2 could be held underground or used by other industries, for instance to make synthetic fuel but it might also be injected back into concrete at the point when it is being mixed with water to cure it, 
water promoter chemicals reaction that causes cement to harden CO2 has a similar effect and in the process gets locked up as calcium carbonate. In fact, reversing calcination in this way makes concrete stronger than if water alone is used, so not only is some of the original emissions thus dealt with, less cement is needed for a given job. Lowering overall emissions still further, McKinsey, a consultancy reckons, reverse calcination could at present sequester up to 5% of cement's emissions. As the technology improves, it expects that might rise to 30%. Several companies are starting down this route. Carbon Cure, a Canadian firm, has fit equipment which injects CO2 into ready-mixed concrete to more than 400 plants around the world. Its system has been used to construct buildings that include a new campus in Arlington, Virginia for Amazon, an online retailer and also a shareholder in Carbon Cure, an assembly plant for electric vehicle for General Motors in Spring Hill, Tennessee.